one doesn't come without the other and if if you have a glass half empty mentality you're actually disrespecting your privilege yeah because we have very privileged lives that i'm not the best i get that and some of it's not perfect i get that but does that change my happiness no well done quitting is for winners mentality so that's where the glass half full comes back in as well but lack of care for certain things and feelings why because i've let go of a lot of my expectations both sides of that scale work in accordance it's like whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't it's true if if there's something that you've been talking about for two months and you haven't been able to change it stop talking about it Welcome back, guys. We're back with another episode of the Network Podcast. Different setting this time. Last time we uh, we did the podcast was a while ago. We've had a little intermission, little break. The frequency between episodes is still pretty much the same, mm. which is great. Um, but today we're back and we're going to have another woke conversation from the woke barbers <laughs> themselves. The so today's, uh, today's episode is going to be based around... The topic, I guess, and the the talking point of your glass either being half full or half empty. And I think that's a very relevant conversation to have right now, especially getting back to working in the shop. I won't say getting back to work because I've been having a little bit of trouble with that at the moment. People are saying, oh, how is it being back to work? It's like, I've been working the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, But just because I'm not banging my head against the wall and doing haircuts all day mm. doesn't it's mean. an interesting one and I think you haven't been going to your place of work oh, you know work yeah. where you earn a certain amount of money calculated per hour um, doing one task doing one task yeah you know, but don't worry making ears look bigger <laughs> and leaving hair on the floor putting um, hair on the floor classic. but yeah look I guess let's let's talk first of all about how we've been in the last kind of it's been about a month since we've been recording and things are going at a very they're moving at a very rapid pace at the moment mm, mm. how have you been finding it since um our last good podcast? good I, I love it i love it i love um some of the realization moments that i've been having is you know reconfirming my motivation of challenge i've been loving that and that was one of the why i had such a good lockdown i think was the new challenges coming along um uh, we've touched on it before, you know, getting that little bit of imposter syndrome. Mm. But as we've learned, that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah. For the yeah. growth, those growth moments. Um, look, I've, I'm loving everything that's coming our way, to be honest. It's mm. like like we were chatting about off off camera, you know, this, this is so important to me at the moment. Um, this is the new challenge in my life and the value that I bring to the world and to our industry. Um so yeah, right now, handling it well. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. What about you? How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel great. Um, like you said, the the whole imposter syndrome thing does kick in sometimes. Like, mm. you know, it can be hard sometimes to realize that you're in this position where you now own a business and it's like an education business and, mm. you know, like you just get so caught up in your old identity sometimes it's hard to shake them shackles off. Mm. <laughs> you know you got these chains yeah. on you of your yeah. old identity yeah. and like 
sometimes it's just stepping into that role and being like okay well actually no I am actually uh, mm. this person who I think I am mm. I am this entrepreneur I am a salesman I'm more than just somebody who just does hair and like it's sometimes realising that and being okay with it mm. I even find myself caught like catching or like I guess what's the best way to put it I find myself like not fully embodying the the role at well, times. I was going to say that I'm, I'm still, that's a big learning thing for me. I have to mm. remind myself often mm. um, and something that you sort of encouraged me back along when we first started doing this is to embody the role, mm. accepting the role and accepting your responsibility on where, where we're at in the industry and in life in general. Um, and it's something that I'm still practicing and still having to remind myself, but it's such a good practice. Mm-hmm. But a question that I'd have for you is like, does it ever scare you? Do you ever get scared of like being, whoa? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. And that's why sometimes I, I think that's what maybe the ego protects you from that, mm-hmm. from being scared, mm-hmm. and it helps. It makes it brings you, you back to the, the you to the warmth. Sometimes to the comfort. It yeah. brings you back yeah. to the comfort zone yeah. where it's just easy. Like yeah. cutting hair is just easy. You know, there's yeah. a lot of risk involved in what we're doing now but it comes mm. ultimately with a lot of reward as well and there's never and, been um, a better time to take risks than now 100% like, like you need for to for us and for everybody you need to you need in, to What? Uh, look Look at what we've been through in the last couple of years like what, what else have we got to lose you know mm. no 100% <laughs> we, need, we need to we need to be taking some risks so. all cards are on the table right now mm. like for, for mm. me and like I think it's just I, I, I don't know because consciously like it's a, it's a battle between the conscious and the unconscious mind. Mm. I think sometimes, like very consciously, I'm aware that of the position that I'm now in and the position that I'm moving into. Mm. But I guess you build up this kind of identity over the years mm. that you kind of get stuck on and you can't, you just don't see beyond that sometimes. But every single day I'm moving a step closer to where I'm moving and I don't I don't even realise I don't think we realise even how big things are about to mm. be for us and that's where it gets scary for well, sure that, that's interesting that, and I think you've answered that really well like with that's kind of what I was getting at is is not realising you know who, who you're trying to be and I guess that that idea of the persona and the personality and the image that you've built up for yourself in your mind over the years mm that's probably what my ego is get scared about it's like yeah. leaving that behind and being like that's not you anymore it's still you but like you know yeah. you've got to and that's a really interesting practice isn't it is leaving your the image of yourself in your mind open to change that's yeah. quite a hard one yeah. because a lot of our comfort in our life lives comes from getting anchored into an image of what we are and who we are and who we are in the world and to leave that open to change is, is quite hard to do actually because yeah, yeah. it's not comfortable to do that because yeah. if you're constantly being like okay it's like I heard someone talk about it once it's like you want to be like a diamond you want to there's many faces to a diamond there's not just one yeah. and um, it's like allowing yourself to be that alright this month mm. oh I've changed again oh I've changed again yeah, yeah. and being okay with it mm. um, maybe a lot of that's come from just society and history we've been told this is what you are this is who you are and you just develop an image of yourself yeah. but that's powerful like leaving yourself open to that is scary it mm. does scare me sometimes and then that's where yeah. the imposter syndrome comes in and you're like oh should I be this person absolutely you should <laughs> yeah and you know it's, 
hearing like what you just said there like has kind of spun me off on another thought pattern and it's like I don't necessarily think like I've got the confidence in what we're going to be doing so don't necessarily think it's an imposter syndrome thing more so than wires getting crossed and I think sometimes my wires get crossed and because I'm wearing so many hats mm. and I'm fulfilling so many roles mm. so it's like how I am with my clients cutting hair in the shop is very different to how I am when I'm doing education at Area Academy or speaking to two different people they're still both customers or clients yeah in in brackets but then now moving into what we're doing next and we can say it now anyway I don't care I'll, I'll I don't really give a shit I'll say it mm. but we're moving into that digital media space the advertising and marketing and all of that side of things. Um, more to come on that soon, by the way. And that's another hat and a different conversation. Mm. And within all of them conversations, like from a business standpoint, you're dealing with a lot of different figures and numbers and, and conversation is different and sometimes them wires can get a bit crossed. And sometimes when I find myself talking about work, like throughout lockdown, you know, people have been coming back, oh, how was it not working? Blah, blah, blah. Like we said at the start, mm. like, well... Oh, like in everyone else's world I have been working yeah and I'm sure a lot of business owners will feel the same when they're running a, a salon business or a barbershop business or an mm. academy or whatever yeah I think as a like looking at that you know almost ob- observing that as an image I think deep down though the core you, you know your core person is still the same though that's 100%, I think the yeah. consistency there is the Owen is still there underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, one of the tricks to that is your core values mm. stay the same. Yeah. But then, and that's where I think it can get a bit confusing for some people. They'll be like, oh, so I have to be this person for this and this person for this. It's like, no, your core, your core person and values can stay the mm. same. But learning to blend with different um, situations is very powerful I yeah think. like I'm not putting um, it's, there's a difference between no. wearing a hat and wearing a mask because I see you, you yeah know. I see you in those situations I'm probably one of the only people that sees you in all those different situations you're still the same person mm. it's still the same Owen it's yeah. not like I'm, I don't look at you and go why are you being like that that's, yeah. that's not you yeah. it's not yeah. that it's like ah, it's, it's almost a learning curve for me to observe you then go alright now I'm going to do these things and, and work off that so it's 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 a great learning curve for me too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to see I guess everybody around us but probably the same for me you know the way I handle myself and deal with certain situations is inspiring or learning curve to somebody else 100% um, 100% there's always like um, there's always a, a positive kind of outlook on it from mm-hmm. the from you know yeah. from all angles and I guess that's tying us back into today's topic of, yeah. the, of the conversation about the glass I guess the importance of having the glass half full versus half empty mentality yeah. and how that can be a really positive or negative thing for you yeah. in terms of everything. Like if I was going into those conversations feeling like, you know, there's always that little bit where you're like, oh, <laughs> like you're having these meetings, like I, I'm having meetings with multi-billion dollar companies mm. and pitching them ideas. And like if I was to go into it at and think, I'm only a barber yeah. I can't talk to them like that yeah. or if I go into that and think you know what fuck this I actually really believe in myself yeah. I've got all of the skills that are necessary for this I'm yeah. got, I've got two legs I've got two arms and I've got a fucking decent brain Yeah. 
And I just be myself Yeah And then you can't get caught out on it You know it, It's not like even getting caught out on it You just Go in with that glass half full Mentality It's the same thing as bringing it back And approaching a haircut It's like if you go into the haircut Thinking that you're gonna You're gonna do Or the guy's not gonna be happy Or the girl's not gonna be happy And you're not gonna be able to perform it In a certain way You have to have that glass half full yeah. You have to know that like When you start Like this is gonna be fire Yeah That's why even taking the before photos and the before videos yeah. They hold you to a certain level of accountability yeah. That is like okay Now I'm going to make this fire And that's like a, a glass half full yeah. mentality It's like going into the consultation process Like you always speak about And say You know You have to assume best case scenario Going into these conversations Because people feel their energy People feel it The energy immediately. But it's not even just like a woo woo thing Like no. there actually is an energetic field around us That we can radiate Positivity or negativity If yeah. you're doubting yourself Any so, sort of way They're going to feel it They're going to know And that's like us now Going back to work Right like We've both brought our prices up In some cases Like you know It's almost It's close to double What it used to be Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And How you approach That conversation And how you have That ha- glass mm. half full Mentality towards yeah. it Versus like If you weren't fully confident In what you could do Or deliver You wouldn't be able to Say what you want to say yeah. And sometimes it's the uncomfortable things That help with the growth yeah. You know like It's an uncomfortable conversation To have with yeah. somebody About you raising your prices But ultimately Uncomfort is what Brings growth I think there's a couple of things in there Something that I just kept hearing When you were saying that Is like you know When you said be yourself That's the, that's the thing And I think that's why it works Especially yeah. for you mm. And especially well for me too It's like you know, we don't get caught out often because the 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 message and the value is always the same. Mm. It's all we stay true to what we believe in, to what we say, and we do what we say, and we stick true to our message. That way, you never forget what you said once because it's always the same. Yeah, and you you can be sure that the message is going to get across and it's going to be the same for everybody and you're not trying to be a different person to be this person oh my price has gone up so I need to act like this now no no, no. and th- that's why it works yeah um, but a question that I was going to ask you right at the start okay the glass half full mentality is that your default mode yeah do you go to that first I generally go to that first I would say yeah cool cool no I, no actually to be transparent yeah I would one hundred percent, go to that mm. always. Mm. I don't know what it is about me, but like, but I just have this sense of like things are always going to work out, like type of mentality. I think, as an observer, I think from like get back to your journey story. I think it was the way you were just nurtured as a kid. Mm. You know the way your mum nurtured you as a kid. Yeah, you know, you could do it, Owen. not everyone has that and so I'm thinking about like my kind of history and like uh, years ago I would have gone to the negative first I would have been the glass half empty guy Mm. why was that it was environmental I think Mm. the people around me were more glass half empty people Mm -hmm. Um, but over the last what you know six seven years since I've been really heavy into personal development, that's changed big time. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say 80% of the time now, there's still those moments where you kind of have a little glass half empty moment. Yeah. Um, I think I had one of those this morning. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, most of the time now it goes glass half full. Why? Because I believe in my message. I believe in my value. It's coming and back I'm, to a place of gratitude too. I think in that, in that, yeah, you know, like I think yeah. once we met up this morning, you might have had that moment, and then we met up, and you know, you 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 talk about it. We get out what we need to say about yeah. certain situations, and then you realize that in that moment, sometimes I catch myself, like I was on the way to the toilet in this space, and this is where we do our work for the academy and and we, you know it's like an, our office space and I was on the way and I was like can't believe these facilities are available for us like certain little bits of gratitude and then you start thinking okay we're about to do a podcast we're about to do this we're about to do that I think the glass half full and gratitude are almost on the same type of page 100%. in the book yeah you know like one doesn't come without the other and if if you have a glass half empty mentality you're actually disrespecting your privilege yeah because we have very privileged lives and, and like when you come back to that it's like okay so that the way that what you just these, said there look at these clothes that yeah. I got. that what you just said there is is painful for a lot of people though mm. um, unless you have a lot of humility and you're willing to go through some transformation you, you, again your ego might protect you from going there yeah. so you might stay even though you know looking at it as an observer a glass half empty is detrimental your ego might keep you there because it's painful for the for the realizations. Yeah, and I, I've been through those realizations. You know, I think, oh, I spent so many years like that. Oh, and it's it's painful to think about yeah. it. Mm. Um, and then what? come back to that place of gratitude and be like, wow. And that is the realization moments. It's like all oh, this is it's great, all of it, everything. And then we speak <laughs> we speak about the fact that how great. You know, we're always thinking with an expansive mindset 100%. every conversation we have is like all right let's move on to the next thing mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. what are we going to do next that's going to make us even like happier or like you know we are always approaching things from the students mindset too yeah. right like yeah. it just so happens that before we did the podcast today lee and i were both listening to the same podcast <laughs> about a certain topic which yeah. we wanted to kind of touch on in our own way and like i must say like the Stephen's podcast, Stephen Bartlett, um, The Diary of a CEO, has been a life-changing podcast for me. Oh, me too. And like listening to that... 100%. I would say five times a week, even if it's going back to old episodes and picking out little snippets. There's been times recently where I've been emotional listening to it, like fully emotional listening to well, it. that was me this morning. And um, it's there was one in particular with Mo Gaudat that I think we both... It's the only one that I've gone back to and listened to again, like maybe I, three times, I think four we, times. We text each other one, uh, weekly about something in that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, oh, when Mo said this, I really hit. Or like, for me, that that podcast was so emotional, and I got emotional listening to it this morning. It's because it's hard, really hard to find people who think that way, and that's not a dig you on people. You don't feel alone. You don't it's, feel alone. No, and there's that. It's like, wow, this, that's what I need to hear. Because yeah. that's how I think. And yeah. it's hard to find it. Yeah. Because you spend so much, so long thinking like that and not, there's not people around you thinking like that. Or maybe they are, but they don't express it. And yeah. you feel like, am I weird? There's no, there's <laughs> no true, true no. like authenticity and expression. Like our industry is built off this idea of expression. But I think it's an expression for most of the time for other people other than yourself and how you really feel and we want to be them people for anybody who is listening you know we might Mm -hmm. not get the most views in the world 
but do you think we give a shit? No, because we get messages from people, even if it's one or two messages that mm. have been impactful to somebody's life. And we just want to share how impactful these things and these lessons have been in our lives. And like that again brings it back to the place of gratitude. And like, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to have resources such as Stephen's podcast mm. to listen to and have the opportunity to be positioned with that conversation from Mo Gaudat because if you think about the generations before us who didn't have this access it's not even their fault like our parents and stuff like that and the older generation they've never had the opportunity to even come close to meeting somebody like Mo who is a happiness expert yeah and speaks about basically speaks about glass half full glass half empty basically glass half full glass half empty to me is one side of it is happiness outlook on life and a positive and grateful outlook on life and the glass half empty is pessimistic and just everything's negative everything yeah, everything is cynical. default to yeah. the negative and it's like mm. i find that in our industry and i'm just going to say it because i don't again i don't give a shit i find that for the most part in our, in our industry we're nitpickers at what is bad mm. everyone just looks at the bad thing first they look at an amazing image of a fucking haircut or whatever it is in whatever context and they'll say they'll look for what's wrong and try to point out something else to, to hurt, to like stop the hurt from their own ego because they haven't done one necessary, yeah. like one thing necessarily or yeah. whatever. Um, for example, if somebody hasn't, you know, if you've done a, a collection and you're entering a competition and you're looking at other people's collections, and we're guilty of it too, we look at other people's collections and we compare them to ours, and it's obviously a very subjective thing, but it's very pessimistic. Mm. Like, that's why I'm not like for us now the competition stuff we spoke about it before it's more it's got a use there's like we just want a voice from it yeah somebody just give us a fucking win so we can have a voice and actually use it and not just be like we're the best you know like this is this is gonna sound horrendous but we we've said it so much the more we say it no one's doing anything with their rewards no you can win this this of the year this of the year no one's doing anything. I, I don't really know what people do with them. They just take them home and like shine them and leave them on the shelf and just look at them. Ah, uh, look. <laughs> let, let's be honest. Right? But like, I don't want that to come across bad. But like, if if you win a prestigious award, hopefully we've got some to come in the future. Um, that's such a privilege. You are representing the the highest level in your industry, and these awards. They're not just about skill. If you've ever entered a prestigious award, it's not just about skill. It's everything else that goes with it to make you a whole person. So you need to act. I've, I've, I feel like you're obliged to act on that. Mm. If what you say you're is true. Yourself, you're you putting know. yourself in this position. And there's questions in the written submission. There's questions about like, if you were to win this, what would you do next? Mm. And it's like, what kind of bullshit have people been writing in there? That's what I mean. If you've written that, if what you've written is true... Kind of fucking then bullshit are they been writing? He needs to act on it. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> All right, so let, let's get back to some more actionable stuff. I'm, I'm I'm in this mindset of we need we need some actionable stuff here. Let's let's yeah, so and positive because like this is the thing, right? Well, like, this, again, we, we have we, such a positive outlook on what we do yeah. and like where we're moving, and it's like yeah. you know, it's almost like right. We did this campaign with Dyson, and now we're thinking, okay, we're actually really good at this. Yeah. Why don't we start a digital media agency? Yep. And most people in our industry will just be like, no, that, that's just never can even can come into their minds because yeah. that's not how they've identified themselves. But there comes back to the positive outlook. You can actually do anything yeah. if you get resourceful enough. Yeah. And that's getting back to like what you're saying about, you know, looking at your haircuts and um, 
you know, not not comparing and stuff like that is something for me that I looked into was exactly like you just said. It's, it's okay if it's not perfect. I'm not trying to get them all perfect, no. you know. Um, and letting that go is great. Being that like not being like, oh, it's not perfect. So it's one step closer to happiness. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you can accept yeah. that, it's almost like the same. What Mo said in that podcast about about nature. Yeah, like everyone just goes into nature and takes it for what it is the expectation of perfection isn't there yeah. in nature so you just take it for what it is you don't sit by the ocean like he said you don't sit by the ocean and say oh this is a great view but just turn the sound off like yeah. you just take it for what it is um, and that that's radical acceptance you know part of things are some things are just the way they are you know yeah. um, and especially when it comes to nature and a lot of the made up things too like a haircut's a made up thing we started doing it that way doesn't matter if it's not perfect you'll get the next one right a little trick that I think if you see something not perfect with a haircut of mine tell me and I'll learn to do it better mm-hmm. you know it's it's that thing of like you'll never feel you'll probably never feel bad about it not being perfect if you've got a good learning process mm. so like for me I think we're we're quite lucky we have a very good learning structure and process in our heads so if you say to me Lee that that whatever doesn't look quite right there I'll be like okay I'm going to take that and go away and learn how to do it properly I'm not going to like have a meltdown and think my work is shit yeah because (laughs) I like most of the work I do you know I'm not the best I get that and some of it's not perfect I get that but does that change my happiness no because in that moment it was what it was come back to me in six months and it'll be way better mm-hmm. like and, and that's just the way I look at it's, it's that half glass full kind of thing yeah yeah same you know I mean countless people we've spoken to who don't look at their work like that if it's not perfect now then it's they're just it's no good I think that's a battle though between the ego and your actual true self and your mm. person and it's like mm. you know you, there's a, there is actionable ways to look at that yeah you know like you can look at it and be like is that true mm am I shit at cutting hair? Yeah. If I do a shit haircut, you can look at it and say, am I shit at cutting hair? Do I not have the skills? Do other people think that I'm shit at cutting hair? That's what comes into your head when you do a bad haircut. Yeah. But, and we all have done haircuts that we're not 100% happy with, of course. Yeah. It's just part of life. There's days that fucking, where it rains, like most talks about again in the podcast. Doing a bad haircut or doing a good hair- haircut shouldn't contribute towards your overall happiness. It no. just doesn't matter. Just accept it for what it is yeah. in that moment and take actionable steps mm. to make it better next time, like and you that, said. And that's that okay. radical acceptance, like that's. I've, I've chatted to a few people about it, and you know, it's not the answer for everything, but it sure helps because radical, radical acceptance can sometimes turn into ignorance, mm. and you don't want to be ignorant to these things. And the, I think this is where our power comes in it's like we're not ignorant to our flaws, we're just accepting of our flaws, and that's so powerful. Like, it's, it's like with what we're doing here, right? I said it to you a couple of weeks back. I said, look, I don't want any of this to go away. But if it does, I'm going to be fine anyway. Mm. Not because this is meaningless to me or I don't think it's valuable. It's like there's an element of radical acceptance in me which will just accept it. Life goes on. Life, life goes on. I'm happy with the fact that like I might not cut hair anymore at a certain point. Yep. And like, because my the challenges in life for me may lay elsewhere and that's fine 
and this it's, is what this is one thing that I see like a lot and it's just like I wish people could look at it from a different standpoint sometimes mm-hmm. and this is what I said at the start I feel like a lot of the time in our industry it kind of goes to the negative first because I'm in some of these group chats and there's people talking about like there's they're the people who work in their business and like talking shit about them because they've had a change of heart about what they want to do in life and like mm. fucking dead on you like what, wait why isn't if, that if somebody leaves thing? the industry it's like well f- well done quitting is for winners mentality I mean we know so that's where like the that. glass half yeah. full comes yeah. back in as well because yeah. you could say quitting is for winners mm. and pe- most people will look at you I don't know if you've seen there's um, an interview of Stephen on the Good Morning Britain show or something like that right. with that guy Philip Schofield and yeah, Holly yeah, or whatever yeah. And he, Stephen talks about the quitting is for winners on it. Yeah. And you can just see old yeah. mate's face in it. And he's like this, like, looking yeah. at her, looking at the yeah. other host and being like, yeah. quitting is for... It's like, but, but that's it what we've been conditioned to believe. Mm. It's like, yeah, quitting is for winners in that type of a situation. Mm. If you're going into work every day and you're miserable in what you do, yeah. then what are you doing? You're yeah. not living, like, true to yourself. And, like, I don't believe that to be true for us. Like, I when it's under my terms to a degree right like you can't say every haircut is just completely under your terms the challenges present themselves in different ways when you have the client that demands a lot out of you sometimes you just I look at that with the glass half full or mentality still not half empty and I look and think okay this is a challenge someone wants a a pineapple looking haircut with a hard part in it I'm going to try and make that as good as I can as tasteful as possible I'm going to try and actually (laughs) execute it to a level of technical ability which makes it look half okay mm. you know rather than just throwing the toys out of the pram and like not being happy about the whole situation it is what it is accepting it's a, again radical, radical acceptance, acceptance. Yeah. it's just this is the situation right yeah. now can I do anything to change it right now yeah. and if the answer is no then just crack on and exactly. don't let it affect your whole day like I've I've been really like conscious these days and the, the less I've been drinking alcohol and the more I've been exercising and looking after my health yep. and looking after my brain it's made me realise like how much more control I'm in because this comes back to a glass half full and glass half empty as well I think if you, you think the things are out of your control you're going to have a glass half empty mindset and the control is like Mo talks about there's there's delusions we don't have a f- we don't have control no. of anything if you think we don't even know what's going on in this world we don't even de- know what's going on one of the delusions in life is thinking that you have control and that that can lead to a lot of dissatisfaction and unhappiness and glass half empty kind of vibe because yeah if you think you can control everything he says you know even to us down to a cellular level you realize that there is no control on anything. No. And what, but what that allows you to do is let go of the way that you think the world should be. You're, and you have control of that. expectation. And so something that has been coming up in my life a lot over the last you know, few months through different interactions is my level of or lack of care for certain things and feelings. Why? Because... I've let go of a lot of my expectations uh, from people and just of things. I don't really expect much from anyone or anything anymore. And that puts me in a great place. It frees up the mind. It gives me a lot more clarity. It gives me a lot more room for execution. Um, 
I think that's a lot of what life has become for me is trying to clear the clouds a bit and just push things out the way you know get I don't need that get out of the way why why do I need the weight of that and I look at it as weight I don't need the weight of those mm. feelings and expectations yeah. I just get rid of them and, and look it, it can seem ignorant because someone will say oh why don't you feel that way or why aren't you getting upset about that well I've just accepted it yeah. and I don't have expectations of the ways things should be and that's fine and and it's more power to me <laughs> you know it's it's really helped me and look it's hard it's not it's not easy to do and it can be painful i struggled with it a long time uh, for a long time i didn't want to you know i'm i'm empathic by design i i feel people's energy and i didn't want to walk the earth just being ignorant with my eyes shut i didn't want to be the guy who just is like just blindly walking around the planet mm. um because I think there's something too caring and feeling things, um, but if you can learn to rein it in, it's just when you need it's to choosing the right things to care about. It's, That's it. The thing we a lot of the time we're conditioned to to we're conditioned to basically care about things that are out of our control. Like this yeah. week, I've seen a lot of stuff about the Travis Scott concert mm. that people died at. It's yeah. a great tragedy. It's a fucking like there's no doubt about it. I can acknowledge yeah. that. But at the same time, it's like, why are we all getting caught up thinking about it? And you probably don't even know about this. No, well, I, I, I heard, I've read about it once. But like, and, but I do see people going on about it, but I didn't even entertain it because I was like, well, look, is it bad? Yes. Should people die at a concert? No. But it's happened, and what can I do about it? Yeah. Nothing. Unless it's something that, like Mo talks about, if, if there's something that you've been talking about for two months and you haven't been able to change it, stop talking about it. Yeah. Focus on the things that you can change. Mm. And if we all did that, the world would be a radically better place. Yeah. But, you know, all right, so all the hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people who are complaining about that on that on Instagram, all right, why don't you all get together and change it then? Change the security system, change the safety systems. I don't know, like, do something. People just like something to moan about. Yeah. And that's, that yeah. comes back to, like, the glass, the glass situation again. Mm. And it's like, there's a choice there. You mm. actually have a choice. Mm. On one side of that scale, again, like yeah. we spoke about, is the optimist. Yeah. And on the other side is the pessimist. Mm. And you have a choice in a situation like that, which is neutral to us. We can say, okay, let's look at the positives and the negatives and, yeah. and how you're going to react to it is in your control in that particular set of circumstances. Yeah. The world in general is out of our control. That's what we meant by that. But there are certain things that we are in control of. Mm. And, like, let's, and let's, our, our thoughts are in our control. And let's look at it from, okay, thought, let's look at it from an energetic standpoint. J- Jay Shetty says this a lot. He doesn't even swear. Mm. He does not swear because he's so conscious of the energy that he's putting into the world. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to fill my mind or my direct environment with that energy. He doesn't even swear. Mm. So you have a choice. You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. And it, there's this whole thing like silence is a crime. Well, is it? Because you've got to be careful of the energy you put into the world. Because if you're constantly spitting out negativity, guess what? That's what's going to come back to you. Mm. And that's what you're going to fill your environment with is negativity. Well, it's actually scientifically proven, like the whole rice experiment and stuff, you know, yep. like... Yeah, um, and the and water thing you and know, the, when they freeze the water yeah and then changing that mindset the actionable steps mm. 
um, listen to the stories that you're telling yourself about certain situations yeah. and try to actively change your thoughts like I said a couple of minutes ago for me now moving into the next kind of phase of my life in, in a more conscious kind of way in terms of like how I'm behaving um, in terms of like my diet exercise looking mm. after my mind all of that I've realized that my mind is the most important thing to me oh, other than so any powerful. object yeah I've been selling all of my object things like stuff. all of my actual personal belongings and stuff like that a lot of them I don't my I don't want to sell maybe my ego doesn't want to sell them because I see them as like trophies mm. but at the same time like do they really matter like will more of them things come yes they will but like you have a choice in how to think about things you could look at it as a negative thing and be like oh my god I have nothing mm. or you could look at it and say I have just enough and I have everything and if you keep telling yourself what you tell yourself on a daily basis about yourself and about your situation is going to ultimately change how you look at the world and that's neuroplasticity yeah. it is it's, it's your narrative so like we, we talk about it all the time with just to each other like the narrative that plays out in our minds and other people compared to other people's minds look it's it's not the narrative that you have in your head it's not often it's not always your fault mm. the pain the growing pain there is being aware of it and objectively looking at it and observing it and going oh shit like realizing that it's not your fault and it's conditioning from maybe your family or people close to you that's painful mm. but if you can get through that the world is just a brighter place on the other side. I think for us being out here, it's a little bit easier because mm. we're away from our immediate tribe, like yeah. you know, the people yeah. that we, you know, have the same genetics as us and stuff mm. like that. We're a bit more away from it and we're more independent. And yeah. I think it's easier to find yourself in that situation. But mm. we'll get into that in the next podcast um, because we're going to talk about it's all of that stuff. Of its That's, own, yeah. You know. um, but it's just an interesting one and I think, you know, there is actionable steps that you can take and it's just reprogramming and yeah. actually looking at what could be causing them things. You know, like a lot of the time it's waking up hungover or like, you know, it's actually external factors that are causing mm. them thoughts. Mm. Some Something that pulls me back, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of actionable steps. Like they, when I think about how I do it, it's there's so many things that I've done over the years to change my glass half empty mindset. One of the things that, keeps coming up is just revert back to your values mm. you know revert back to your values what do what do I believe in and why and do I like that and then the moment there it, it just switches for me immediately you know the things that I value make me feel okay about what I'm doing again you know yeah. and because I trust it I just learn to trust my mm. values and the way that I think about things and because I'm aware of them now and and it's the intuition thing following my intuition that's something that I'm really learning to trust again now and then again yeah trust in yourself um, I think that, that immediately that flips it to a glass half full thing for me I'm like you know what even if I do do a crap haircut does that devalue me as a human being no it doesn't um, and I think there's something about worrying about the assumptions of other people as well I did this for a long time I used to do it with clients and just assume they were like better than me or I've said it in another, a different podcast earning more money than me or up higher up in the hierarchy than me in life um, and that's just a terrible way to think when you actually flip that you flip that yeah but you don't 
not even flip it. I think make it neutral because yeah. when you Erase flip it. it, when you flip it, it insinuates that now we are have the hierarchy. Yeah. But if you just kind of neutralize it and you don't neutralize have any it, yeah. any thought, like you give the respect to your client as much as they give the respect to you. Yeah. I think once that's neutral, yeah, then you can have a more enjoyable experience overall yeah. for yourself and for them. And you know, mm. you don't come back to that glass half empty mentality then mm. because. There's no levels to yeah. it. It's just two humans. And something that I've been trying to help, you know, the young lads with at work is, you know, not, tr- no one can ever, it, it's it's probably a bad practice for people to in- assume your intent. Mm. So, and I used to do that. I used to think, wow, well, maybe they're just assuming that I'm trying to mess their hair up or try. I'm going to want to give them a bad haircut. But then and you I'm, start looking at each other in the mirror and the yeah. energy the energy, the energy starts to seep, yeah. And, and so I've been helping the young lads with that. I'm like, are you trying to mess their hair up? They're like, no. I'm like, exactly. It's all okay then. You're not a bad person. You're trying to do the best that you can. And don't try not to let their assumptions get to you. Don't let their assumptions break you. Because nobody's trying to do bad, really. Mm. You know, especially when you're delivering a service. We're all trying to do the best we can. If we weren't, we wouldn't get sad. Mm. You know, we wouldn't get the glass half empty because we know we're trying to get. But then again, it's about, then it comes back to your expectation. You're trying to, there's an expectation of how you think the world should be. So You know, like it's been programmed into me from when I was younger. And I think for me, the glass half full mentality is a little bit easier than most because I've proven it to myself over year over the years that both sides of that scale work in accordance it's like whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't it's true yeah and you're right both times you're right both <laughs> times and like sometimes there's just certain things that are you know it's like if you in a sporting context if you pull a muscle or if you get injured there's no way you can continue. It's just like, that's logic. There's certain things that are fact and logic, yeah. but there's other things that are all in the mind. Yeah. Like, And I've witnessed it at the highest level that you can actually witness it. I don't reckon anybody realizes until you're actually in it. And so there will be a few people probably listening to this over time who understand cycling to the level that I did it. Mm. And it really is a lot of suffering and pain, but the mental battles that you have with yourself... But once you go through the barrier of where you thought you couldn't go, yeah, you realize, okay, it actually is in my mind the whole time. Mm. And whether I think that I can do it or I can't do it is true. Like, yep. And as soon as you start getting them negative things seeping in and saying, oh, your, your legs are just a bit too, like, you're, you're, you're just not feeling it today, my breathing, my this, my that, you're just drowning yourself into the point where you just yeah it actually ends up materializing and actually happens Mm. and it's the same thing the other way around and i mean look there's times when i look back on my cycling career and there's certain regrets from moments that i have where i wish i backed myself more Mm. because i thought maybe i could have done more but it's just that that doubt and it wasn't necessarily a glass half empty thing there it was just more of a Maybe it was an imposter syndrome thing. Going mm. back to that, mm-hmm. there was times where I got to the final of big races and I thought, oh, I'll just stay here where I am. Yeah. Instead of really pushing the boat out and trying to do something extraordinary, yeah. I was just settling for like the fairly good result, but like not going for all out, like all or nothing. So right now, learning my lesson from that and going into what we're doing now, all chips are on the table. Yep. You know? Yep. And like, 
and it's an accumulation of of over the years, isn't it? Of like the last ten years, almost of your life. Mm. For me, it is. Yeah. Or more. Fifteen. And that's, that's where the neuroplasticity side mm. of things comes mm. in. So that's where like you know Mo, Mo and Stephen were chatting about like how you can lose eight percent of the audience as soon as you say happiness is a choice. Yeah. But also being positive and being negative is a choice. Exactly. Have you ever seen that cartoon that pops up, um, and it's got the guy looking out the bus window at the sun and the and the, the sunshine and the rainbows and there's on the other side of the bus there's like doom and gloom and like a hell-ish okay. looking place and it's literally him looking out the window and smiling and being like you know yeah. you decide exactly. pretty much what side are you going to look at yeah. you decide yeah. anything that happens you know like if your car breaks down and like it's happened to me one time I was on the way to uh, Lorne Great Ocean Road and we stopped in a service station and I got back to the car and the car wouldn't start uh, she wouldn't start like and it's just like the key wouldn't turn yeah. I just kept trying it and it was like I was looking at all the guys like I was with my friends at the time and I was just like oh my god like what am I going to do and then eventually 10 minutes after 10 minutes of trying it, it worked and in that moment it's like oh, you could you have two choices you could be like alright now we're late oh my god I can't believe that happened fuck's sake now we're late yeah. oh my god like that was terrible and you could go on about it for the rest of your day and let it ruin your day or you could say maybe that was my and this is maybe a woo-woo way of thinking about it but maybe I've missed out in an accident now maybe yeah. that was my spirit yeah. guides controlling something and I mm. really believe in that stuff yeah. I've heard a lot of stuff about that recently yeah. um, and I've heard stories like personal stories from, from clients of mine and people who are close to me mm. about that kind of stuff and like I, I mean, think you got to look at it from that standpoint and you I know? think looking at that from a glass half full kind of stance it's like you know that's just what happened and but the reason you might have been a bit annoyed about it was because you had an expectation for what was going to happen in your life for the next hour or two you thought we're gonna I'm gonna go here I'm gonna do this I'm gonna be on time and now you're not but yeah it broke your expectation and you're like oh but if you're like it gets me sometimes that still gets me to this day like the other day I think no it was yesterday (laughs) me and Hannah uh we went out to shopping center and I'd planned to come and do a bit of work later in the evening and then time just kept ticking by and like I was looking at the time and my expectation of my day that was planned out wasn't meeting it and I still struggle with that sometimes mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why I struggle to be present you see it? yeah because yeah. I'm trying to follow my calendar too too tightly like yeah. to the hour yeah and like that yeah. kind of gets a bit yeah that gets difficult I think in the early stages where we're at now of the building of all of this that's harder but in the future I would like to leave my time a little bit more open so that yeah. ideas would come flow around a bit yeah, yeah a bit better you know yeah I, I think about that you know I've, I've done a lot in my life a lot of practice in my life to let go of a lot of expectation of you know especially from people not not because I've had bad experiences but like it's it's I just feel life's just easier that way mm. you know if you don't really expect too much from anyone yeah. not not much surprises you then um, and it can keep you in that glass half full kind of mentality more, mm, you know. Mm. And that's why I always think, I wonder what I'd be like as a as a boss or a leader or a salon owner or something. How would I be with a team? Because I wouldn't really someone to be late, and I'd be like, okay, well, doesn't surprise me. I, didn't, I don't expect you to be on time all the time because we've all got faults. Yeah, um, like and there's that radical on, acceptance now. You know, now you're here, do what you got to do now that you're here. Yeah, it's like okay, don't apologize. It's, it's happened. Okay, uh, and and we'll just crack on. Not so if it's if it's for a, 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 a if there's a reasonable excuse. Yeah, so just, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. for some sort of bullshit, like if yeah. they're out partying or something, then it's kind of like ah oh, well. Yeah. 
that's just unacceptable behavior but it is what it is now like yeah. you're here crack on crack on yeah. Um, yeah. so like coming back to kind of I guess wrap it up and come to the last part of the podcast let's talk about actionable steps mm. and like how people can actually help with that mentality and like my best advice would be do things before you're, you're ready to do them as well that's yeah. a that's a glass half full mentality like I, I think we have a lot of people reach out to us that don't realize that we're very approachable in terms of like if you've only started cutting hair reach out to us and ask for help you'd be surprised how much help we're willing to give you same thing with like you know there's young kids Mm. overseas and they're messaging us to come here it's like don't look at it from a glass half empty look at it glass half full and say all right like how can i make this work and Mm. make it work you know like because right now this is probably right now is probably the most you're ever going to get out of us it's the most you've ever would have gotten from us because we've never known as much as we have now Mm. and we've this is we're so willing to help anybody on the planet right now but we might not always be this available i said this to you the other day didn't i you know there's been some interesting things going on with education and stuff and this is as as available and as probably the most you're ever going to get out of us is right now because we're so fired up we've got just enough time to give you just enough but that's not always going to be the case and we'd everything is on the table you ask me a question i'm gonna tell you everything <laughs> take your opportunities um, take your yeah opp- yeah, like yeah. I, I had somebody come to me the other day and they were like oh this guy he was getting his hair cut from somebody in a different state we won't mention who it was or anything like that i don't even know who it was but like he was like oh my barber in a different state was saying that um you know he was going to come to one of your courses when you were interstate and he decided not to because he thought it was too much and pricing ways and I was like well the sad reality there is I wish he did come because that's the cheapest it's ever going to be mm-hmm. because as time progresses Area Academy might only be one workshop a year mm-hmm. you might only get one workshop a year per city going forward because of everything else that's going on so and like even then it's going to be it's going to be an NFT and you're going to have to bid on it <laughs> <laughs> uh, throw, that, throw that up into the air and see what happens the universe but, has got it now <laughs> but like who knows where the future of it's going to go and like like you said Lee it's a perfect way to think about it all you have is the present moment if you look at it from a glass half full standpoint not not looking at it as I'm going to lose in that situation not looking at it as a, I'm going to lose this much money but you're going to gain that much value and even just coming to see us for example two of the young guys who work with us did one-on-one training with me and they ended up working at area studio there you go because to me we didn't hire them on the basis of their skill level because if it was on the basis of their skill level they wouldn't have been hired no i've heard you i've heard you say it to their face you're like look you weren't hired based on skill you were hired because you did more than the next person stepped out just a bit more you had the, the, the glass half full mentality you came to us and that's what I have done in the past mm-hmm. and that's what's got me to where I am at today is going into these situations and I did a men's player course in Ireland I was, probably the, I was probably the only one at that course who approached Josh and said Josh I'm going to Australia how can you help because I had the glass half full energy and mentality yeah. that he could help me with something you, everybody in this world can help you with something so don't listen to this and think that we're just arrogant and saying come to us and do this Mm. but go to anyone go to the people that are around you in your environment who can actually help uplift you and empower you and move to the Mm. next stage 
this whole self-made thing like where I'm self-made I want to do things by myself that's a fucking red flag that doesn't exist there's no such thing like you can't do things by yourself you need other people's help Mm. and why would you spend all that time trying to figure it out and sitting in your thoughts and letting them become because if you sit in your thoughts for long enough you're going going to start drinking away at that glass like I have with this one right now because logically and technically this is half empty now but that's what's going to happen to your thoughts while your glass is half full act when it's when it's already running out and getting down and down and down and down you're running out of confidence Mm -hmm. and I think coming overthinking two things that are jumping right out at me there we've we've spoke about them both already two great things to practice gratitude and humility right there if you've got both of those in check you're going to be glass half full most of the time all right, let's take gratitude for the, the thing you just said there. You'll be grateful that there's people like us in the world. There's great, you're grateful that you can reach out to the Joshes of the world, the Owens of the world. You're grateful. If you're ungrateful or you're going to be pessimistic, you're going to be like, oh, these guys. He's just, never going to talk to me. He's never going to talk to me. No, no, no. no. Can't look at it from a So how do you practice gratitude? Something that I can't even remember what book I read it in. It's called Gratitude Steps, right? Some people don't know where to start with gratitude. They're like, well... And, and some, grat- some gratitude is not good because it's like journaling. It's like Johan Hari says, he doesn't journal because he's like, gratitude journaling is a lot of shit. He's like, because if you don't actually act on it, you could just be making shit up. You're just thinking of things. I'm, just to, I'm just to great, get through the task. Just to say It's like doing your homework yeah, at school. It's like, you're just getting through Think the of three things that you're grateful for. You just write them down because you're thinking, oh, that would be nice to be grateful for that. All right. <laughs> but, but that's how where it can go. That's how clever the ego is, right? Anyway, gratitude steps. You get up in the morning, jump out of bed, on the way to the toilet, every step. Next one, think of something you're grateful for. You might only have 10 steps to the bathroom, but on the way, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. Because you don't have time to sit there and think about it. You you get up and most of the time you're dying for a pee and you're like, I got to get there. 10 steps. One, two, three, four. Every single one's a new, a new gratitude thing. The fact that you can even walk to the bathroom and do all of that is... Yep. It's, it's, a, it's like looking up yeah. instead of looking down you know yeah. like always pe- we're always conditioned to look up and we're looking up at the wrong things whereas you need to look down and not down up in ways that like it's a negative but like look at what other people don't have that you have mm-hmm. you know like I've witnessed a few people closer to me in, in recent times go through injuries and illnesses and it's like it's like when you're injured and you can't use your arm or you can't use whatever, you realize how much you take it for granted. And Crazy. it's like, that's, that's the thing with gratitude in my eyes. Like, mm. I've been told for years since I was a cyclist to do gratitude journaling and I just never could do it because I found myself making things up. Yeah. And like, I'm not, but gratitude starts small and it grows big. It's like yeah. anything. It yeah. start, it's like watering Start-ish, a plant. Yeah. It's literally like, it's it like starts, a muscle. It's like the brain, like, yeah. like the neuroplasticity. It's yeah. like a muscle. You can train you it to get build better. It. And another tip that I'd give people on gratitude is don't be afraid to write the same thing. That was a big mm. step that I learned is like to stop you from just making shit up or, lo- or falling in love with the idea of something to be grateful for. It's fine to write the same thing every day. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my job and I'm grateful for the air. It's that actually I- just going to grow that and, area yeah, even more. And I'm life. grateful for the air that I breathe. Lovely. Write that every day for a month if you want to, but then you're going to be like, yes, I'm so grateful for those things. And then it just starts to grow but, from there. But the gratitude thing, I, I think, can be looked at as a little bit of a woo-woo thing as well. Mm. And I think, like, if you look at it for, instead of just looking at it and saying, I'm so grateful for this, like, you can look at it in another way and think, I am not taking this for granted because I, you know, 
because if if yeah. you didn't have say somebody in your life or a certain yeah. set of skills like I look at it and think I'm grateful for my glass half full mentality yeah. the love fact it. the fact love that it. it's got me to where I'm at today I, I had a great experience yesterday so I was talking about um, laziness and <laughs> what makes someone lazy and then there's a, there's a scientist called Richard Dawkins and he's got a book called The Selfish he sounds lazy yeah, he's lazy. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has a book called The Selfish Gene, and he says how gene, how genes replicate uh, d- with your DNA is they want to pass on the information with the least amount of energy made. That's why we have reward systems. That's why we have. That's why we like certain foods and certain things, and we like pleasure and this that because it's the DNA trying to reward us so it can pass on our the the strongest information with the least amount of. Uh, energy used and I said so we're lazy by design and my cli- it was one of my clients in the salon and it was great and he said well there's another way you can look at that and he says we're efficient by design mm. I was like there you go because I, d- I didn't want to be used I was like it's it's, ha- it's harsh full. saying it's harsh saying the word lazy and there you go I've erased that bit of negative that negative energy from that thought process now I've learned a new better way to say it we're efficient by design mm-hmm. great and that's all you need to do. So I think looking at things, trying to put a positive spin on certain things, obviously there's toxic positivity. We know that. Again, it's like toxic gratitude journaling. You don't want to be just making things up. But I think if you can get those things in check, that all then puts you a step closer to the humility. I think you need a bit of gratitude to have humility. Once you can have humility, not being afraid to reach out to people, I still do it to this day, man. Mm. I, I think if I see a hairdresser, I'll be like, that's awesome. Do you have any education available? Can I learn from you? Can we chat? Can we? Can I call you? Can I FaceTime you? Whatever it is. Yeah. And you're you're the best at that, I think. Yeah. You know the amount of calls. Oh, it's like I'll call it this person. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know because I, I see the value and like you can get. I'm in the stage of like learning right now. Like I'm learning more than what I'm teaching, and it might be funny yeah. coming from a an educator standpoint, right? Like in brackets again, yeah. educator title. But it's it's not even that. It's like I'm still the student. It's like one of the best quotes that I've heard recently is the master never reveals himself. And when he does, it's in the eyes of a student. Or in, Brilliant. And that's just, that's coming back to a place of gratitude. You know, that's coming back to a place of humility. I think you can't really learn much without humility. No. You know, realizing that you're maybe not the best and that you can, there's always something to learn. There's always a new skill yeah. to master. And, and that, that, that the glass half full there is realizing what you bring to the table as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every single person on this planet, I don't care how, what your skill level is, has something to bring to the table. Yeah. Everybody. And if you go into situations like that, that's something I've learned from you over the years. There's plenty of stuff I bring to the table that other people don't know. Yeah. And and that's your value mm. to the, to the, to the conversation. And that's you know? why I can go and talk to, brands like Dyson and have yeah. no problem with it I don't you know have, I don't have a table. cognitive bias or an assumption in my own mind that I don't know more than them I yeah. know something that they don't know yeah. and they know stuff that I don't know it's like it's it's a and then you're uneven and once you neutralize yeah, once you that, neutralize that we're humans and we both know different things that that's the world becomes great that's humility yeah. and gratitude yeah. so yeah. I think we should end it there that was great back to another um <laughs> woke conversation like we said at the start with this, with us at, at the wokest in the game now at area so hope you really enjoyed that guys I really do I hope that you took something out of it 
if you want to reach out and even discuss some more actionable steps on your personal situations because everyone's situation is different you know you you might come to us and say yeah but you don't know what happened to me this is why I'm this way we are very glad to have them types of Let's conversations talk about it. Yeah. yeah because there is actionable ways in and how you can change that yeah. um so I want to say thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next podcast and you'll hear us on the next podcast which we're about to record right now so <laughs> any last words Lee that's it from me mate that was a good one we'll keep the energy thanks guys <laughs> <laughs>